Today, Gene Yaws here, state senator in the reconfigured uh, 23rd district. Are you even in your district right at the moment? Uh, I think you're out of your area. I, I'm not in my district right now. Yeah, you're in Union Township. Uh, no, you're in Monroe Township, Snyder County, and Union Townships. So Union County's right across the road, but uh, all of which is uh, below your district right at the moment. So Gene Yaw is here visiting our area. I'm visiting, right. <laughs> outside, outside the uh, 23rd You're one of them district. foreigners come in here. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we're glad he's on board. Let's start about this impasse in the state house. They're still not back to business. We understand Mark Rossi is back in Harrisburg, so I don't know if that's relief to anybody or not. Although I noticed on his uh, speaking tour press releases, he said he saw a true cross-section of Pennsylvanians because he went to Philadelphia State College, Pittsburgh, and and what was the other city? Uh, Wilkes-Barre. I thought, well, that's, that is hardly a cross-section, unless, of course, you want to see a lot of Democrats. But, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's what it wouldn't... It, we only see about one third Republicans in each of those cities, but of course he's from Berks County, which is probably a uh, probably the rural areas at least anyway are um, uh, Republican. But anyway, this impasse in the House unprecedented, uh, uh, vexing in any way to you as a state senator? It is, and and I'm sure it is to the governor also because the the, uh, the, the you know the governor can't accomplish uh, what he really wants to do, and I think that that's important. Uh, some of the the comments about the, this listening tour, I never heard of a leader, and just the, you know the whole the whole idea of leadership is don't you make decisions and go forward and <laughs> you know rather than fly the flag and say you know what all you all think about this and what am I doing wrong or whatever I I don't know I I just think that being a leader is different now there are some issues that he has exhibited leadership uh, 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 tendencies and that is he changed the locks on all the doors <laughs> <laughs> and my understanding is he's changed the locks in the Senate chamber that and will not open the Senate chamber so somebody can't sneak in and have a get a quorum and elect a new speaker. Well, I know one of the things he said he learned out there was that people are, believe it or not, he said people are upset about the rules where individual committee chairs can block legislation. And I think that is a big issue. I don't have any problem with that. We've talked about it on the show. But that is not something a layperson says. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not. Most of the people, I, I mean, I uh, don't understand the intricacies of how legislation or what what goes on now. How Harrisburg really works, Joe. What do, you, what do you know? Well, no, I think that it's interesting that we've hit that point down there, and and you know the Republicans, I guess, who voted for him, maybe having some buyer's remorse at this point, big time. Yeah, and so what's going to happen? Uh, these special elections are going to come up. There are what two of them in a Democrat, heavily Democratic areas. There today. So probably it's going to confirm the fact that the Democrats are in control of the House. Mm-hmm. Do you think there'll be any move on their part to undo what was done with Republican support? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Uh, because Rossi had originally said that he was going to change, uh, resign as a Democrat and become an independent, and then he changed his mind and said, "No, I'm going to be a Democrat." Um, I I don't think he's going to change, uh, and I think that. Uh, 
the Democrats are going to be in charge. Uh, like I said initially, if I were the governor, I would be angry with the, them to say, you, you have to get organized. I need both houses or things. That, and Governor Shapiro has indicated he really wants to move some things and do things differently than what happened in the Wolf administration. And uh, he's got to be frustrated with what's gone on. So basically what they're doing right now is holding up business until they actually get a Democratic majority. That, that's correct. Uh, we, we were supposed to be in session uh, three weeks this month, and we haven't been. Why? We pass bills, and where do we send them? We don't even know where to send them. <laughs> they don't have committee chairs named, or so we don't know who's in charge of anything. Well, did they actually swear in the new members? The current the members House, were, but I don't know any any of the new ones that are elected. I mean, people were joking about it, like going around Harrisburg with a mirror holding it under everybody's <laughs> nose to see whether, you know, if, <laughs> and, what, and reading the obituaries to see who died and whether they were Republican <laughs> or Democrat because there would be a special election, which could change the makeup and who the speaker is. I, don't Don't you just have to deal with what's in front of you now? Uh, yes, I think so. Absolutely. But that's not what they're doing. Not yet. They're waiting. And the uh, Senate's not voting either? Or, or you guys are in session or not in session? We're not in session. Okay. We cancel. We were supposed to be in session because what do we do? Where do we send the bills? Okay. Well, why don't you stack them up and let them come back and then they have a back? Well, there is that idea. Okay. But, you know, everybody went back home and, you know, I'm... I'm gives me the opportunity to do programs like this. Right. What about Governor Shapiro? Isn't he pounding on the doors of the Democrats and saying, hey, let's get started here? Call the locksmith. Call the locksmith, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know for sure. I I would hope so. I mean, uh, uh, some of the things that Governor Shapiro has done so far, I I mean, I'm very encouraged by uh, where he's gone. What are his legislative priorities? Uh, And do the Republicans agree or disagree with any of them? Well, a couple of things that he has mentioned that he mentioned about drugs. Uh, and, you know, I've I actually worked with him about the heroin, opioid, fentanyl problem uh, about this time a year ago. We actually, through the Center for Rural Pennsylvania, we had a hearing, and he uh, was one of their par- participants in it. And at one point, we did a traveling roadshow, I remember, in Bradford County. So uh, that's an issue with him. Uh, I saw uh, the governor on uh, Fox News of all I, I know. Democrat on Fox News, I got it. And they ben, have a little balance. <laughs> it's just a tiny bit. Yeah, but uh, he he was very good, and the reporters were very, I, I think, uh, appreciative of his comments. And, you know, he talked, like I said, he talked about the drugs. And the other issue that uh, he did by executive order was eliminate the paper requirement for a college degree for some 60,000 jobs in the state where, you know, it's one of those things when you're doing the the criteria for a job, you put a college degree required. Well, why? You know, do you need to know if, if you want somebody to fix your computer, do you care whether they had philosophy? (laughs) 
I, I mean, <laughs> not I, really. Yeah, no, I. It, so I think that that's where his head is. And I know somebody uh, sent me an email and said, "Well, you know, we've had engineers, and they're required to have college degree." Well, I don't think he meant that if you're a professional, a lawyer, or an engineer, or something, we're going <laughs> to eliminate engineer. <laughs> well, it used to be able to read law, Gene, and yeah, I get a license. That was a long time <laughs> ago. Still yeah, have I, one. I didn't. Uh, I didn't do it that way. You still have your law license. I do. Um, what about? Uh, Governor Shapiro is uh, mentioned on lists of people who w- want to be president. You know, the, the, isn't it a little early for that? Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just saying. The Washington Post has him on the list of the yes. top ten candidates. Yes. Top ten, which which I think is good for Pennsylvania because in order to be on that list, you have to make things work in a major state in a major energy state. I think that that looks good for Pennsylvania. I mean, he has to compromise. Uh, and I know that uh, a lot of people on his transition team, he had people on his transition team from uh, the Rendell administration. He had some from the Corbett administration. Um, he's kept some of the, the uh, good people from the Wolf administration, I think. So... I, I really think that compromise is something that uh, he's looking at. And, and if you look at the way her government's organized, it's based on compromise. So, hey, here's, oh. here's a novel thought. But he hasn't announced who his sponsors were for his inauguration. <laughs> no, yeah, there was too much PA. money involved. That was secret. <laughs> Spotlight PA's dogging him. What about Reggie? Did he say it's, you mentioned energy? It, where's, what's his view on that? I don't know the answer to this. Well, I I had a meeting with his uh, uh, new appointee uh, for DEP secretary, and we brought up Reggie. And his comment was the governor is not uh, as aggressive towards Reggie as the Wolf administration. Now, he hasn't said he's just going to deep-six it, but... um, yeah, the bottom line, and and uh, the nominee uh, Rich Negro uh, said um, that uh, uh, there's virtually no environmental benefit to Reggie. Hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's a you know a real plus to the idea that uh, this is it's it's a bad idea. It hurts Pennsylvania, and it hurts Pennsylvania jobs. Yeah, I think we had that conversation. One of our listeners sends a note, says, are the constitutional amendments that were tabled because of the lack of action in Harrisburg going to be in the ballot? Are any going to be on the primary ballot? And I'll ask an add-on to that. Can the sexual assault window one, could that be added on the fall ballot (laughs) instead? Uh, uh, the answer is we no. They cannot be in, in, none. Of the them. short answer is they won't be on the fall ballot. If oh, okay. it it depends. That right now, they're all three of them are together in Senate Bill One. Uh, you know, voter ID, the the sexual assault uh, window, and regulatory uh, reform. That's all part of it, and the Senate did what we had to do. We sent it to the House. They're not in session. They they missed the deadline. Uh, so, so that w- deadline's passed because it's it, passed, it, it, it's not passed. just for the spring primary, but for the fall, too. We couldn't do it in the fall because the way that the amendment is right now, uh, it had to be in a, at a primary. 
So the only thing that could possibly be done, if the House goes back into session and then they pass it, it could be on the primary in 2024. I'd like to go back a minute, if I may, to the, the, the gridlock down there in Harrisburg. If the Republicans, you know, if they, if they opened up the doors and they uh, changed the locks, let everybody back in, is there some reason to believe that the Republicans wouldn't act responsibly toward the fact that, that, that uh, this is the way the new reality is going to be? I mean, is, what, is, what are they afraid of, Gene? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, remember, there is a uh, contingent of the Republicans uh, called the Freedom Caucus. And, uh, you know, I mean, they have their beliefs, and their be- beliefs are very strong. And they think that by voting as a block against a lot of things, that that's the way to do it. And so I think that... If they vote as a block, they can really stop a lot of the things going forward. And, and so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I really think that uh, uh, we need to take a, an adult look at what compromises. But with the Republicans controlling the Senate, it would be blocked anyway if it was bad legislation or if it was Republicans thought yeah, it was bad. Well, you know, the Republicans in the Senate, we have the reputation of being the liberals and. You know the state legislature is the Republicans and everything. Yes, I, I mean that that that's true. We would do it. Um, that's why when I first went in the Senate, uh, we had a, a Democratic House and a Republican Senate and a Democratic governor. Same situation we have right now. But Governor Rendell, it was like, let's make a deal. You, you right. remember him. I mean, when, oh, he, yeah. when he came up here to talk about the CSVT. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm going to promise all this money and everything. <laughs> He's going to flex it, it. I love he flexed money. <laughs> yeah, flexed the repurpose, I <laughs> right, think, is what it was. And he, uh, but he had the reputation of, like, Joe, you need something? Fine, I'll help you. But I need something over here. It's like, let's make a deal. And I think that maybe we need to get back to that, frankly. That's how government is supposed to work. But in this case, you would think the governor, admittedly, he's brand new, but you think he'd be taking the lead and trying to... Uh, yeah, I, I do not know what he's doing behind the scenes. I, and I haven't read anything or any news reports of whether he's been contacting these people. or uh, I, I, I don't know. Are you more covered by the media now than before? I think of Pennsylvania Capital Star and the Center Square, and, of course, the Penn Live is working down there. Now, AP has less of a presence in Harrisburg. Are you covered more these days? I mean, Spotlight seems to really dog you guys. I don't know. I I mean, I don't consider dogging. If they want to know what I'm doing, fine. Uh, you, you know, I, well, they want to know the governor's donors for his <laughs> inauguration. That's what they want to know. And, and I really don't. I'm not interested in that. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> go. On. Right. It's the moving on syndrome. <laughs> it happens. Whatever. There's a, the old famous quotation from the supermarket: "Clean up on Al Five. There's some cleanup to be done in Harrisburg, particularly uh, in with the Turnpike Commission. How much longer can we let that go? 
And the fact that the PennDOT has to contribute so much money to the state police, we need to get our fiscal house in order, don't we? We do. Uh, There are things wrong. I mean, I think that the Turnpike Commission has done a better job in recent years. Remember, uh, they've been tarred with this, uh, the remnants of Interstate 80, tolling Interstate 80 when the law was passed. That I forget how much money they had to contribute every year. Uh, comes out, out of the Turnpike Commission to uh, uh, the general fund. It, it, it's like, I don't know, four or five hundred million dollars. Well, okay, we're taking that money from them rather than look at a tax increase or where are we going to get the money from the in, in, into the general fund the same is with the state police a long time ago the, the you know the motor vehicle license fund that was oh there's this money there and we can take that to solve this problem and we don't and we can say then we didn't raise taxes I, I'm, I'm talking about 15 years ago or more when when this, this idea started. Well, that slowly kept eating away to the point where it, a couple of years ago, the state police budget was almost a billion dollars. And, and road contractors said, wait a minute, that's money that could be used for repairing the roads and bridges throughout the state. Well, we slowly cut that back, but we've got to backfill that reduction some way, and it's going to come out of the general fund. Well, people keep talking about Pennsylvania having the highest gas tax, but we get something in return for that amount of money. Uh, you know, are you confident that PennDOT is being a, a reasonable and uh, steward of our tax dollars when it comes to construction and things? No. No? Okay. Now, I, we were talking about that, and, and I think that some of the things that we've been doing or PennDOT's been doing are like icing on the cake type things. And I'll, uh, how many of these sound barrier projects have you seen recently? I, I think that the, every time I go like to Philadelphia, there's more and more of them springing up along the interstate roadways. Well, Turnpike. And, and, yeah, you're right about that. Everybody the has tur- one now. <laughs> and, and it's like, where's that money coming from? And the road has been there for how long has the Turnpike been there? I, uh, 1930s. Uh, you know, 80, 90 years, and all of a sudden we have have to put up a sound barrier. Well, that's money that would have gone for something else. And so I don't think we're prioritizing the use of, PennDOT is really prioritizing the use of the money that they have. Now, you talk about the gas tax. Right. We have a high gas tax, and the last gas tax, I voted for it. Why? Because that's what guaranteed the funding for the CSVT. Right. And that's turned out at the time, it was uh, uh, anticipated to be a $600 million project. It's <laughs> what? It's $900 million. $900 million, million yep. It, almost a billion dollars. And I look at it like, okay, I voted for the gas tax. It's brought $900 billion construction project into part in, partly in my district and into the area. And, I, and it's going to change the transportation here. Uh, it could change housing, everything, uh, and business, and everything. So I thought that that was a good, a good choice. Well, when I first for sound barriers here, by the way, since you mentioned the CSVT, yeah. some folks want. When I first got involved with the project, the estimate was three hundred twenty million. Uh, wow. <laughs> 
So, you know, cost of delay. Uh, but, you know, the sound barriers, uh, I, I know PennDOT has been very, uh, very good about uh, working with people in the neighborhoods yeah. to try and make sure that if they want them or don't want them and what, what they look like. But they have a specific criteria for the erection of them, and I'm sure that criteria didn't exist when the turnpike was originally... I, I, I think that's probably true, but it's, it's just an added expense. It's something that was not anticipated, and, you know, if you're putting up a wall along the road, you're not paving the road or concreting it, whatever, and that's that's the issue. I mean, what? how are we going to prioritize them? And I think that they're not being prioritized efficiently. My lovely bride went down to Harrisburg recently. They were power washing the the sound barriers. So not only are they an expense to put up, but some they, they clean them from time to time. Why were they cleaning them? I mean, is that offensive? To, I don't know. I when you they, look at them, I guess they got exhaust on them or something. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of revenue, uh, legalizing pot keeps coming back up. There, I saw AP said there's a, one of the Philadelphia Democrats says he's going to uh, he issued a memo says they can't actually introduce. Any legislation, uh, he issued a memo saying he's going to introduce legislation legalizing pot, taxing it. Your view on that? Uh, I'm never going to say never. I mean, I started off, uh, uh, remember, with medical marijuana, I was against it, and uh, I ended up, uh, after listening to people and all the arguments for it, I voted for it. Uh, I kind of feel the same way uh, about recreational marijuana. Uh, I think it's probably coming. Uh, it actually, in the last session, one of my colleagues uh, in the Republican uh, senator introduced a bill to legalize it. So it's it's out there, and I know that he he said it's there. Why why don't we uh, be proactive and you know get ahead of it? Maybe you could use the funding to fund state police. We could use the funding to fund fund state police. There's a (laughs) lot of projects out there that we need. We're going to need funding for because uh, all the rescue funds that went into last year's budget uh, are going to disappear in a a couple of years. That we need to find a funding stream for it. I mean, you know, there's no free lunch, and somewhere we have to fund it. Yeah, Joe always talks about the fact this is the wrong reason to legalize something because you're out of money. Whether it's gambling. What was the other? There was another thing we legalized. Maybe, maybe it's probably punch boards or something. But small uh, games of chance. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're thinking? It's the wrong reason to legalize something because we're out of money. Well, I don't know. Why else do you legalize it if you don't want the money? I think funding government on the backs of gamblers is probably go. poor public policy. But that's just my opinion. Well, if they're going to gamble anyway, though, why not take advantage of it? I bet you five bucks we could stop them. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, and there's also, we, we have one fellow who calls in this, Howard Wooldridge, the uh, former police officer detective, says you should really legalize all drugs. If you end up with addicts and too many people using them or they get in the hands of young people, then you should treat that. But legalize and tax all drugs, heroin, cocaine, everything. Uh, yeah, well, might I, be a bridge I, too far. I, I'm definitely not going to go that far. Yeah, okay. and how about alcohol for children? Well, no, none, zero <laughs> for children. You know, make it 21 and up. But uh, there were ads years ago touting the benefits of beer for babies. 
you know, I don't think we want to get back to that, do we? Okay. And cocaine and soft drinks, I mean, it just doesn't seem like a very good idea to me. My experience in way, way, way back, uh, you know, a long, long time ago is like seeing beer, beer for babies. Yeah, babies like beer. <laughs> there is something about the taste and the nutrients in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but today we got light beer, so maybe they wouldn't get as much benefit from them. No, nah, well, I don't know. You might like Guinness or something like that. Well, we had moving on. We've had a couple. Of, yeah, moving on. We've had a couple of people talk about this impasse in Harrisburg, and they've said, you know, if this is if we can get by without these people working down there, without them doing anything, do we really need a full time legislature? You know, in effect, what we have is a part time house now. Shouldn't that be the way we go? Well, I mean that comes up all the time. I, I mean, I'm I'm out here. We're out and about. Uh, I I just don't. What people don't understand is when I go to Harrisburg, uh, I'm there. But when when I really work and I see more people is when I'm back home. Uh, you know, the next couple of days I, I'm on the road. Uh, I, I have a couple of interviews uh, today. Uh, tomorrow I I know I start. Start off, I think, in Mansfield. Um, it, it that's what people expect of you to. And if we were not full time, I don't think you do things like that. Unless, and I've raised this question in the legislature when people complain about what we get paid. Well. Okay, the alternative then is, my thought is, let's eliminate all salaries for all uh, legislators. That way, only people who were very wealthy could afford to do it. And that's, if you look at, I hear these stories, well, our founding fathers. Well, look at Washington and Jefferson and all those people. The reason they were in government is because they were wealthy enough to be able to do that. And, you know, I I, I, I kind of kiddingly say, okay, let's eliminate all the salaries for everybody. And, you know, but the problem is if you don't get good people down there, then I'm, I, I'm worried about what the bureaucrats and the power of the bureaucrats that are there. I refer to these people as weebies. We be here long after you're gone. <laughs> and I, I mentioned that... I mentioned that to the, uh, uh, the the secretary of DEP appointee, and I said, you know, he, he told me he wants to change the culture of DEP, and I think that they need a culture change. But I said, remember, you're going to run into the Weebies, and they're going to say, okay, fine, we're we're here, we'll we'll do what this guy in in four years or eight years he's going to be gone, and we we'll, we'll still be here. We be here long after you're gone. <laughs> well, if, if you know, I don't have a problem with the money because I realize how hard you guys work, and I've often said that uh, my observation of working with you and others, uh, state senators and representatives, your life really isn't your own. You're expected to be at every event, uh, to buy every raffle ticket, to attend every Boy Scout, uh, Eagle Scout presentation. So you, I'm not doubting how hard you work. But then the the question that raises itself after that is, are there too many of you? We, there have been studies done that the uh, size of the Senate is, uh, according to all the studies, is about accurate. That's where it should be. 51? 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 51. I failed civics. <laughs> 20, 26. Me, you know who's, <laughs> who messed me up? <laughs> Fred Keller used to say 203 
51. 51 and that's what 1. You, that's what you need to get things done. So I, I added a, the you, 1. And you need 129 in Harrisburg. Oh, okay, to get, to get your house. You, you, the, the comment about the house the house is, is too big. In the studies I've seen, uh, indicate it should be reduced uh, to somewhere around 150. About Step three times the size of the Senate. Right, right now it's four times the size of the Senate. Can you stay another segment? I can stay really? Okay, second. we're going to do that. We've got at least five more minutes with uh, Senator Yaw. Call us now if you have a question for him, 570-743-9565. That's 570 well, What are your priorities, Gene? This, you know, what committees you're on? What, what kind of things you're working on once you know, things get into full swing? Uh, I basically have the uh, same committees I had uh, in, in the last session. I'm chair of the... Uh, um, Environmental Resources and Energy Committee. I'm uh, on the Ag Committee. I'm on uh, Banking and Insurance, uh, Judiciary. I think I'm still Vice Chair of Judiciary. Rules. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Rules and Executive Nominations, uh, Community and Economic uh, or Recreational Development. I'm on the Policy Committee. So those are the ones I, I, I think I hit them all. What would you like to see in terms of legislation? Anything in particular you want to work on? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have some many bills across the board. Uh, I have a, a opioid bill that we want to limit the uh, uh, prescriptions across the board to no more than seven days. We have a bill uh, that uh, relates to the bonding of uh, solar arrays. I, I, we've got to do something with that because it, otherwise that people may end up getting stuck with disposal. Um, We have an energy choice bill similar to the one that we did last year, which went through the uh, House and the Senate, uh, but was vetoed by the governor. Uh, We have the implementation of our uh, Ag uh, Conservation Assistance Program. So we, we, we just have a lot of things going on. One of the things that we've, we've chatted about uh, from the energy point of view is the reliability of the electric grid and everything that goes with that in the PJM, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Maryland, uh, distribution system, which is... Uh, it's it's critical, and we hear more about that, whether we're talking about California or what happened in Texas or what happened here in Pennsylvania around Christmas time when they started talking about uh, the need for rolling blackouts. So that's something that we really need to, to, to address. We're working on an LNG project uh, uh, through the uh, our, our committee, uh, assisting with the uh, looking at the LNG task force, liquefied natural gas, liquefied natural gas uh, to establish a, a an export facility in in uh, the Philadelphia area. One of our listeners, Joe, upper right-hand corner, please. Says, I'm a Democrat who votes for the best candidate. I would vote for Mr. Yaw any day of the week because I vote for people who have common sense. I have been privileged to not only hear him but see him at functions. If everyone was like Senator Yaw, our government would be a whole different animal. <laughs> One of your fans. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We just try. I, you know, I tell people, and when I talk about my staff and everything, I have a great staff that, that helps me. I said, we try, and that's that's what we can do. Uh, what about swearing in Linda Schlego Culver? If you're not in session, how will that happen? We're scheduled to be in session. I think it's the 27th of uh, February, and I, I'm assuming that that's when we will swear her in. All right. And now we were off, Mike, and when I Googled 
when did Pennsylvania ever have rolling blackouts? You both laughed at me. Both 80-year-olds yeah. in the building <laughs> laughed at me. I don't think Gene's okay. that old. So, you're 79, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his birthday's yeah, coming right same, up. Yeah. We're the same age, then. Yeah. Okay. His birthday's coming right up. You've known this for some time, but you forgot. Well, oh, I, well, think Gene, I, I think of Gene as being much younger than I am. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people do. So, okay. Yeah, I forget this stuff, but I take the game. But anyway, down. you guys <laughs> laughed at me when I Googled this, but as soon as you needed to know your committees, okay. your memory stepped in uh, to your immediate right. Matt Wise, your good assistant, is with you and gave you the rest of the list. So I'm not going to laugh, but I'm just saying nobody remembers everything around here. Uh, voter ID was one of the things that was in this referenda package that doesn't yeah. look like it's going to yes. make it. Can you come up with something else? I, I want voter ID, but I want to make sure that everybody can get an ID. Oh, you you hit on a real subject. But that's I, the sticking point. Yeah, but no, the, the, the getting an ID, and I, I'm in the process of, I'm not sure whether we, we've released it yet. I did an op-ed piece on this, and... Do you know anybody that doesn't have an ID? Now, I, I don't expect you to answer this, but my question has been, do you know somebody? I don't. And if you do and you're a, an elected official or if you just are a friend, don't you have an obligation to help that person sure. get an ID? And if you don't want to help them, then send them to our office and we'll help them get an ID. You need an ID. We made a list of things that you need an ID for. Oh, by the way, Governor Shapiro, his inauguration, you know how you gained access? <laughs> you show your ID. You had to have a photo ID. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. The, that's the doers and viewers of Harrisburg. That's not the normal crowd. But you would have to know in Lycoming County there are individuals who don't have an ID. Tell me, who are they? Well, there's people with special needs who are still permitted to vote. They're still citizens. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have people in rural communities. How do you know they don't have IDs? Yeah, my guess is they have an ID because most welfare benefits you need an ID. Uh, well, for the, the fact is that there are people, you know, I, I who? think I think you're who Mark okay. people who are mental health consumers. This I know for a fact. Uh, we we did this with uh, on our show. We mentioned people who uh, whose elderly parents didn't have the right form of ID. Okay, and you know couldn't produce the birth certificates of their parents or whatever to get a real ID. These these kind of things. I know you laugh this off. You think it's funny, but it, honestly, there are I a lot of people. I don't think it's funny. I think it's serious. You can't get him, and, and the fact that you're willing to have a discussion about who can see that is a new change that's really worth it because I think there are people that can't get an ID, and as long as we're but having the conversation, if you were guessing, we're what gonna, percentage of those people are there? Is it ten percent, five percent, one percent? Don't can't get an ID that don't have one. I would think it would have to be smaller. I would like I'd to say five, uh, but uh, I don't have facts on that. You know, I appreciate your comments about that. There are people out there, and it, it, and I don't question that. Perhaps there are. Tell us who I I get these form emails. I love form emails. It means the person isn't smart enough to think their own way, and they just you know send it out. But that there are going to be. Thousands and thousands of persons disenfranchised. Well, that means if they're disenfranchised, they must be voting to start with. Right. So, uh, wait a minute. They're already voting or they're doing something. They're doing a mail-in ballot or they're going to the polls. So, they're not, like, living in a cave. So who are they if if they need some kind of an ID? We'll help. Yeah, maybe now the familiarity 
quotient is a factor. You know, you have folks that are at the polling places that have been there for years and know them. That may be one way that they get in now. And, well, of course, there are signature right. matches. That doesn't yeah, hurt anything. It, it, right. I would like, if these people would come to us, and, and, and like I said, I challenge every elected official, you know, like, help people. You know, bring what are the issues out there that people can't, rather than just say, you know, well, this doesn't happen. Well, tell me why. What what happens? What's the problem? What what can we fix? Right. Yeah, I've been on human service advisory boards where this comes up, where they have a great deal of difficulty getting uh, ID, real ID for people. Anything else you want to add before we dismiss you once and for all? <laughs> Dismissing? Oh, wow. Sounds like we're somebody here. We're not holding you prisoner, Gene. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I always do. I think it's a, you know, it, it's a challenge in, uh, to come here and be picked on, and and that's okay. Picked on? Oh. Off, Mike. If I were picking on you, I'd say, is there any truth to the rumor you're going to be supporting radar for municipal oh, police? No. <laughs> or, you, Never mind. Don't we, answer. We, we I'm only the, kidding. Bring up your grandfather syndrome thing again. So, that was off mic. Thank you. Thank you oh, no, so much. Thank you both so much for coming in today. Very much appreciated. No, thank you, and Matt. Matt, thanks for bringing him around. Uh, we will be right back with a brief segment of Open Phones. 